go out to LA. Somebody need to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. This is Los Angeles. Where are we going? Westward, Greggy. What's up, man? How we doing? Uh, I'm back and I'm black. How are you? Oh, man. You know, I'm black. You know, I'm black and highly favored. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, so look. I sent you a video clip earlier today, actually. Um, yeah. And um, and I was thinking about actually playing it. Um, Go for it. I might do that. I might do that. So before we even get into the discussion, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to pull that up. I want to pull that up. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Girls to like an extent, you feel me? There we go. I, I like black girls to like an extent, you feel me? To an extent, what's the extent? The skin tone? Yeah. Okay, what kind of black girls? Like either my complexion or lighter. I'm ducking in you, so you want to talk to me? I'm gonna just let you know it hurt me to actually hear this audio, so. Right, okay. right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Mean. Black dark skins are mean. What? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. You don't even know me. You might as well just I take understand. White girls did shit. <laughs> white girls ain't as judgy. Like y'all, y'all judging me and y'all mean. That's double negative, y'all. All right, so I like, I like Asian girls, really. Yes, and this Why? is a, that is a white guy. Cause you gotta show the dark chocolate mm -hmm. some love sometimes. You like dark chocolate? He he's yeah. all the he yeah. likes all the flavors like, of the ice I got cream. All types, yeah. Now we back to the young white black fellas. Well, who you say more freaky? White mm -hmm. girls. White girls? Okay. Black or white females? White females. Alright, why? Good. <coughs> black or white females? Black. Alright, why though? Cause like, number one, like, they got they got big ass booties, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and like you just like buying more with them because you know you say yeah, basically. Sure. Right. Black or white females? White girls. Black girls, why you say that? I said white girls. You can tell they're young too. Girls, why you say that? Yeah, they, 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 they hell yeah. Yeah, you know they let you do what you want. Yeah, sure. this last white. one. I feel like they just do it better. Yeah, this, this is. Better. It took the cake for me. White girls got it. The white hoes. White. Straight up. Man, the white hoes. Like What's the white hoes? All talk, but the white girls they hot it. When you got them, they got Yeah, yeah. Who you think got more of an attitude though? Black. Black. That's where we gonna stop it right there. So, Greggy. Yeah. Two things. Okay. Last, right. if it wasn't, it was. I think it was probably about a couple of weeks ago, because you know, Bronny mm -hmm. been in the news lately for things other than basketball, right? Of course. So, and and two of them, per personally, both of the incidents, they're not really an incident to me. Uh, I personally don't care, but of course, when your dad is who his dad is, it's going to make headlines. Of course. So I don't care about the whole smoking part. I really don't. But they were. They were criticizing him for having a white girlfriend, right? Now let me let me explain something to you. I am okay. from Southern California, Los Angeles, California, South Central Watch, whatever you want to call it, been all over the place. Born in Inglewood, raised on the east side. Um 
it is quite normal for for me to see uh, black and brown relationships. So I've mm-hmm. I've seen uh, plenty of uh, both black women and black men, or boys and girls at that time, in relationships with Hispanics. Right? Exactly. Now we because we grew up on the same blocks, we went to the same schools, etc. It was it wasn't rare for us to see white people because <laughs> we've seen white people, but it was rare for us. We I didn't stay around white people. You know, they stayed around us. We stayed in the middle, South Central, uh, and it was just mostly blacks and Hispanics. Um, it wasn't until college where we started to, whether it was junior college or university, Cal State, whatever the case may be, when we started to see more uh, more white students. So to give you more of an example, Crenshaw, when they got a white quarterback, it was a big thing. When Fremont had got a white quarterback, it was a big thing because there weren't any white kids going to those schools at mm-hmm. all. It wasn't like they weren't going like that. They weren't going at all, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, we never did discriminate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we played, a, if we did play a school in the playoffs or something like that, and they just so happened to have some white uh, athletes or players, or students, cheerleaders, whatever the case may be, if they were attractive, they were attractive. Now, we knew that there were a cultural difference between us. We know that. We grew up knowing that. But we Mm -hmm. wasn't uh, brainwashed into believing that you can't be with another race. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And especially during college and after college, I started to see more and more of us going to the dating pool, dating different races, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, 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 and I'm not going to lie, most were black men into different, different, uh, just different flavors, <laughs> if, I should, mm-hmm. if I can say that without being disrespectful. Yeah. Um, but it was also a thing where it was just us getting coming in contact with a different part of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because even though Los Angeles is a melting pot, they, it has its spots and areas. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you go to Santa Monica, I know, Craig, you don't like Santa Monica yeah, too much. Yeah. But if you go <laughs> to all. Santa Monica High School, there are black and whites that go to that school and they dominate that school. Whereas when you come further east... Those, school, those high schools are dominated by blacks and Hispanics. When you come back west, you know, as far as like the Crenshaw, Crenshaw High, that's mostly black students. That's the chocolate. You know, and Dorsey mm-hmm. is mostly chocolate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I said, when you go to these JCs or you go to these Cal States or you go to these universities, UCLA is 60% Asian. You know what I mean? So it's pretty much uh, spread it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I am I am married to a black woman. You are mm-hmm. married to a white woman. We still Absolutely. have the respect for women in general. Yeah. No matter the shade, color, whatever the case may be, you found that particular woman attractive that fit, that that met your interests and your needs. What is going mm-hmm. on? 
with this newer generation. And I'm going to tell you, my son is 14, and we raised him both in L.A. and in the Inland Empire, okay? Mm-hmm. And the Inland Empire is totally different from L.A. In the Inland yeah. Empire, there's a lot of biracial kids, a lot of mm-hmm. mixed kids, you know what I mean? So you got a lot of curly head, light skin, you know, boys walk, boys and girls running around because they have a white parent and a black parent. Mm-hmm. Or in some cases, a Hispanic parent and a black parent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what it is. So when it comes to my son, I don't think he has a, I mean, everybody has a preference, but I don't think he would deny anybody else. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you tell me you're from a chocolate city, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that if it don't get more chocolate than where you from, not at all. You know, when I, when we say we talking about we talking about that rich, dark, smooth mm-hmm. chocolate, mm-hmm. <laughs> rich chocolate. You know what I mean? So what's yep. going on with this new generation? Uh, gener- uh what do you want to call that? Uh, gentrification. Uh, kids just not knowing any better. Integration, like. There's a lot of different dynamics to it, but a lot of the guys, so I'm going to just talk from the guy perspective. So just watching that clip, and I watched it like four or five times, Mm -hmm. they weren't taught what we were taught, or at least what I was taught when I was being raised, which was when it comes to the dynamic of white women and interracial couples and stuff like that. Yeah, you have the Black Lives Matter stuff going on now, and you have everyone wanting to feel like they're one big community. Mm-hmm. I've always been taught that there are two different types of white women. The ones that fuck with you and the ones whose fathers will kill you. Mm. And that's just that's just how it's always been for me. There have been like white women that I've seen. I'm like, oh, she, she all right. She's cool. But you instantly know, because if you've ever been brought up in D.C., you know the difference. Right. Or that's even in California, like, you know, the difference between a white woman that you can approach and a white woman that you're like, nah, she don't look like I'm her type. And every man has been through that. I know there are a lot of men who will probably listen to your show and say, I've never been attracted to a white woman, but they have looked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, They have looked and they've had that concept that they say, you know what? Either I'm not attracted to her or she might not be attracted to me. Why? Because, you know, I'm a black guy. You know, I got a certain build, a certain type, blah, 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 blah. What scared me the most about that video, though, is the fact that the kids, the teenagers just don't know the difference. They feel as though, well, white women are nasty. White women do this. I'm like, trust me. In my 33 years of living, I can tell you, even through marriage, white women are not the nastiest on the list. (laughs) They are not. If I had to do a ranking, and you know I don't like to do rankings, I would rank them number three. Okay, so let's get that ranking. We can digress a little bit. Let's go into that real quick. Okay, so my number one, obviously, is black women. The reason why I say this is because white women are nasty in general, but black women out-nasty them for a man that they love Mm. or a man that they're attracted to a man that they care about, a man that they want to be with, a man that they show interest to. That's why you see so many women of color that are on Twitter and you see it like a lot recently now. They talk about all the stuff they're doing, but they say they're single and they're not doing it. It's not that they want to be single. It's because us as men, yeah, we're in these interracial marriages, relationships and stuff like that. 
But then tenfold, you have these guys who don't appreciate their level of nasty. I don't think they can handle the seasoning. See, I think the excuse for them to say uh, white women are nasty is because they get to get away with some things um, mm-hmm. that might be a little bit odd in the ba- in the mm-hmm. bedroom. That's how, that's how I feel mm-hmm. about it. Because for anybody that you know watches uh, porn, you can mm-hmm. you can see the difference. Yeah, there's a difference there. You know? But see, that 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 I, I agree with to a point. My my issue stems from this: black women, up until the past like three or four years, they didn't go and put their sex cards on the table. It was always in their hand. Mm-hmm. So, like the whole thing of women wanting to have men spitting in mouths, we've seen this in pornos since like Booty Talk thirty six, right? Yeah, we, we've seen that since definitely then. seen it on thirty six too. By the way. Yeah, definitely on 36. We remember uh, Sky Black and uh, Cherokee out. when she only had, yeah, you, yeah. you know. But Bumped into her at the I, barbershop I, one time. That's crazy. I, I heard she charges $750, but that is none of my business, and I won't tell you who told me. Okay. Anyways, so basically, when it comes to it, when you have like women that are of color, and it doesn't just have to be black women. It could be Hispanic women. It could be, you know, just any other race that is black or brown. These women are possibly just as nasty as white women. They just don't have to speak on it. When they're in the bedroom, they do what it do. Mm. White women, you hear it because the men, like these guys in these videos, they say, oh, yeah, well, white women are nasty. You haven't come across the right type of nasty. Right. And I'll tell you, in my 33 years of living, like even as a married man, I can tell you now, some of the nastiest things I have done have not been with my wife. Mm. That's a bold statement. Some, right it, it, when, I, when I say that, though, it's not to be derogatory towards my wife. All I'm saying is everybody had a life before the person that they were with. Right. And you may have enjoyed that moment. You may have wanted to only do it once, maybe twice. But some things, it's just like when you get into a marriage, regardless of what the race of the person that you're with, you might want to have, you know, like, all right, I did that. That was my past. Let me just have this vanilla, you know, quote unquote, relationship, mm. sexual or not, whatever you want to do. But in my history, black women out nasty white women or any other woman for a man that they actually care about. Mm, I like that one. And I, and I believe that as well. But there's one, there's one topic that we have to... I, I feel like we, we need to really break down the truth to this because mm-hmm. it's been a narrative probably since... That I can remember since, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe middle school. The attitude, the ghetto title, and I, I wouldn't say this before we before we dive deep into it. Um, what I don't understand about that is that you know some of these kids, and I don't know where these particular kids are from because it didn't say what city mm-hmm. or state are they from. Now some of them did have a little southern twang to it, so mm-hmm. so I really I, I really can't match the state nor the city to it, um, which is crazy to me because I always. Figured that you know, in in a lot of southern, just like just but just like in Cali, though, there's there's certain uh, areas in you know Southern California, and obviously in Northern California where there's a lot of um, white and black schools, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure there's just a lot of you know black dominated high schools in just every state and every city. Um, but I always pictured the South and the East Coast. 
um, as as those cities and states that had a lot more uh, mixed schools than, mm-hmm. than what I had, than what we had out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, like for these for these cats that grow up with these girls and these women to mm-hmm. to criticize them for the way they act the same exact way they act that's mm-hmm. the part that bothers me and i also have to point my finger at the parents yeah. but let, let me let me just ask you like in that video there was a kid who you know basically said that like black girls are ghetto but if you asked him, had he ever been to the ghetto or what is considered a ghetto to him, it's probably the cul-de-sac that he lives in. Mm, so you're saying that some of these kids might be staying in a privileged area. Yeah. Okay. Think about it. Most of, those ki- most of those kids in that video, truth be told, are biracial themselves. Okay, but or, what, well, some of, them, some, of them, some of them look like they had both parents that were definitely yeah. black. Mm-hmm. But and even with the... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say... But at the same time, when you when you bring up the whole cul-de-sac and the privileged area, like you know, my son stays in the privileged. My son and my daughter stays in the privileged mm-hmm. area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, he was exposed to he was exposed going to an all-black school before when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. then, uh, as he grew up and we moved we moved out here, of course, yeah. the classroom started to look, look a little bit different. You got some white kids in there. You got some mixed kids in there. You have some Asian kids in there, you, all Indian, you know, all kind of kids in this classroom now, you know, um, mm-hmm. and they're part of they're they're part of you know they share the same lingo, so it's not it's not like a culture clash until you actually go over their house and say, oh yeah, this is what we eat, this is what we do, this is how we pray or something like that. But outside of that, they listen to the same music, they play the same mm-hmm. video games, they play on the same basketball, football, soccer teams or whatever. Um, so they kind of relate to each other a little bit more. Whereas when I grew up, I didn't grow up around a lot of those different races. Uh, and the only time I ran into them is when we actually played sports. But at the same time, there wasn't a, there's not a racist bone in my body. Now, don't get me wrong. I have a, I love yeah. a great racist joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't discriminate because of color. And I'm not about to sit up here and bash my own race. And I think mm-hmm. that comes from parenting as well because, um, well, we, noticed, we, we know that for sure because, you, you know, our counterpartners, which is white, with the white people, there's some white people yep. that was taught that, you know, black people are this way, that way. And that's how they was raised. And that's why we're going through some of the struggles that we're going through now, because they have a belief system that mm-hmm. we're this we're a certain way. I've never had that. Even though I didn't yeah. grow up around them, I still wasn't taught that uh for number one, hate my hate my own skin, and two, hate somebody mm-hmm. else's skin or whatever. Yeah. But this goes deeper than just racism. This this is just colorism on our side, period. Yeah. Which which is so crazy because like I watched more clips that like were, uh, you know, like the video that you had posted before. And one kid said that he thought that California was San Andreas. And I was like, oh, like we've gotten to the point where these kids can't decipher like the ghetto or the hood or something like that. 
from actually being there. They see it from what they think they hear in songs, <laughs> what they play in video games. It's like, yo, that's hey, you not know the what great it is. part about that is that there's a lot of adults that don't know that how far the Bay Area is from LA, and they don't know yeah. how different the Bay Area is from LA. Mm-hmm. Adults, though. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, so it's that's crazy, crazy like, in itself. Yeah, but I mean, I guess just tying it all in, it's, it's one of those things where there are parents like you and myself who we may not want to expose our, you know, our children to things or places that we were raised in. Cause you know, it's just like, okay, I wanted, I want you to have better than I ever had, but you don't completely like void them of the experience. Cause your aunt might live there. Your, your grandmother might live there and you might have to go back there eventually. Yep. Like just for, you know, you want to be in the position to take your kid and say, you know what, instead of going to summer camp and we spend all this money, I want to send you with aunt Anne. And you go there for a summer and that kid will come back with a completely different perspective and appreciation for what they call the ghetto. Right. That video, right. it it didn't show me that those kids knew or appreciated anything else other than the cul-de-sac like community that they knew when they were saying, you know, white women do this and black girls are ghetto. I'm like, there was no word. There was no term for white women. It's just like, what they can do for you. But you know Black what? Women, they, they don't have an excuse. We have an excuse yeah. because, well, I would say this. There's no excuse. Okay? So, basically, they don't know the history of the Black mm-hmm. woman. They don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for the most part, we, and it, it's crazy that this is coming after, you know, the, mm-hmm. the you know, Breonna Taylor incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know the disrespect uh that a black woman has been through. And yeah. and this goes all the way down to the girls because I remember going in middle school, I'm talking about seventh, eighth grade, and I remember going to a school uh, with a girl named Tarana. And she, at the time, we're in the same grade. Um, at the time, I knew at that time she was built like a woman. But she was in the seventh grade. But, but her body structure, was she was built like a grown woman. And I knew that because I, as, as mentally, I developed pretty fast, you know, and watching certain movies, <laughs> watching, listening to certain songs and stuff like that, and just paying attention or whatever. And I had mm-hmm. an older brother and older cousin as well. So I knew what a fully developed woman looked like. But I also mm-hmm. knew that she was my age and... When we would walk home, because it was a group of us, you know how we used to get down in the middle school. It'd be a group of us, about six, seven yep. of us. And then you know, at the end of the day, it, it'd go from seven to one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Depending on who stayed the far, uh, farthest. And, yo, grown men, you know what I mean? And I couldn't even tell you the age, but they was old enough to have a license and old enough to drive. Honking their horns, pulling up, pulling up, slowing down, uh, trying to holler at her and stuff like that. Now, at the time... I didn't I didn't really understand like this is inappropriate or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as I grew older and it wasn't until I got into high school I started to realize, you know, and there was girls in high school that was dating older men. Um I didn't realize the mental abuse that they used to go through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes because of that, whatever could be going on at home, them simply walking home things like that, they had to deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially if they came from a single-parent household, which was the case, you know, that was the case for most of us. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And they had responsibilities. And I'm just talking about the girls. They had responsibilities that we didn't have. They were babysitting. Mm -hmm. Someone was getting pregnant in middle school, high school. You know what I mean? And it was... That built a wall between them and society. And so mm -hmm. they developed faster than us. You know what I'm saying? You know, you remember coming back from summer, from, from being uh, on vacation, you came back, and then such and such came back, and her chest was poking out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then her clothes, her uniform, that, that was, you know, it looked like she was damn near wearing a 2X or a 3X. She come to school the next semester, everything is fitting tight. You know what I mean? So they developed faster or whatever, and they just had to deal with more at an at a early age. And with mm -hmm. that being said, they seen the BS coming a mile away. Yeah. And that's not attitude. That's just them knowing what they don't want to deal with. But exactly. we took it as attitude. These young men, and you know what? I want to say this too. Shout out to Leah. We do our uh, our Black Horror uh, podcast. We watch scary movies and shit like that. Shout mm -hmm. out to Drake um, for the culture. Um, everything for the culture. And she asked me, I told her, I was like, there's a lot of people out here that make these videos and they're like fake. And not necessarily saying that they're lying, but they're like doing it on purpose for attention. And the reason why I said that is because I've seen these type of videos before and I've read the comments. And you will scroll down and you will see from time to time people will be like, yo, these dudes are just... And you can look at the, one, the last video, the mm -hmm. dude that's wearing a black sweater... He didn't really have an answer. He just went with what the <laughs> field went with. You know what I'm saying? And the homeboy said, you know, this, they, he went with that. You could tell that he didn't really have an answer. So, yeah. yes, there are kids out here that's just saying stupid stuff just to get, you know, an, an, a, a reaction. I said both are pretty much damaging, whether you feel that mm -hmm. way or if you're lying. It's still bad. You know what I'm saying? Because there's... There's this narrative and this image in your head of a black woman, and your answer to that, or your reply to that, is to be disrespectful to them. Yeah, but that, that that's what scares me because, like, it to me, it feels like not only do they not understand black women, they don't appreciate them, but at the height of it, they've never been put in a position where they could be taught by a black woman. Right, and this include this includes their own parents because. You know, I don't want to speak for their parents per se, but it's one of those situations where you put your kid in, you know, this affluent school where they, they have these white teachers or they may have black teachers, but those teachers aren't teaching them the betterment of what they won't see. So they won't see outside of their own neighborhoods. They won't see the neighborhood surrounding them outside of the school bus that drops them off at their corner. Right. So, you know, for me, it, it just feels like Black women, obviously, they're, you know, underappreciated, but to see black kids, black men, black teenagers that go on that video and they, they say stuff like that, and me being a guy who, you know, has a white wife, but I also have a black daughter, and my white wife will never understand her black daughter's struggle or experience, and she's just a newborn. That's something that's established from the jump. So the fact that I see men like myself that I could have been that at 16. Luckily I wasn't. But at the same time it's like, yo, y'all are on social media right now. And everything you do right now is going to come up in 10 years. And they know that. 
Well, I would say like, I would say they know that they're going viral. They don't know the damage that they're doing ten years from now. Yeah, because there's no nobody is held to like the error of their ways. Um, the quote that we use on the show is "nobody gets canceled," and it's true. You can go and you can say something really fucked up, but then you know if you just lay low for three weeks, it'll blow over, and then you can just be right back out here. Mm. And that's what I got from that video. You can say right now when you're 16, hey, you know what? White women, they, they suck dick better. They do this better. They, you know, and then when they ask you about black women, oh, they're ghetto. They're, they're this and they're that. But then when you go to that HBCU that you got accepted to free full ride and you went on that sports scholarship because that white school afforded you the privilege to do that because you stood out with those eight or nine white kids that weren't as good as you. When you go to the Howards and the Morgan States and the Bowie's and, you know, you go to Atlanta for a summer or you go to Florida, Miami Beach for the weekend and you see those, you know, those chocolate women, those black women and shit like that. And you realize, like, damn, I actually fuck with them. I, yeah. Like, they're gorgeous. I love them. And I, I want to be with that. What happens is that video comes up. Aren't you that same kid? In 2020, who said mm-hmm. white women suck dick better? Yeah, now, Aren't now, you, that now you got to backpedal. Yeah. And the thing is, you just got to eat that. You got to say, I didn't know better. And kids at, you know, 16, 17, they don't know how to just say, hey, I fucked up. They're going to act like it never happened. Right. Yeah. The thing is, the, ne- the internet never forgets. And more importantly, the people that you're around, your peers, they're going to keep reminding you. Because once you go and you move on to that school, and, you know, all your homies that you went, you know, to Algebra 2 with and all them AP classes and shit like that. When you're gone, them white women going to be there. Yes, they are. However, them black women, they've been there. They were the ones that you were calling ghetto. So in 10 years when they got, you know, their, their PhDs and, you know, they're making $180,000 a year. And you sitting here, you mad because you, you're playing for a D2 league or something like that. And you're like, damn. That's all because of the karma of me saying black women will get up. Right. But, you know, they we got to do better. They, they're promoting that type of narrative in, like, movies and TV shows, too. Like, one of my favorite TV shows is Queen Sugar. And mm-hmm. the young kid, um, what's his name? Micah West. Uh, of course, he comes from a, a privileged background because his father was a professional basketball player. Uh, and his mom was what I think I think she was a lawyer or something like that. Um, mm. So he came from a privileged background, and he had a white girlfriend at the school at the private school that he was going to. But once they mm. moved back to once they moved back to the south, and he started and he said he wanted to transfer to a because he went he he uh, he I think he started going to a public uh, a private school out there. And he said he wanted to be around, you know, once he got put over by the police and he went through his his uh, his black card image or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, his black experience getting pulled over by the police. Uh, he got harassed. It bothered him. Uh, and then from there on, he wanted to transfer to a public school and be with his people. Not only that, mm-hmm. he met a he met a, he met a he met a black girl, you know, what I'm saying that yeah. he was interested in. So, but they promote this on TV though, mm-hmm. and I I don't know if it's I, you know what 
I don't understand the whole. I never understood the whole light skin versus dark skin thing. I knew it was. I knew it was something. In middle school, it wasn't that. It wasn't that huge to me, you know. And in in, mm-hmm. in 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 middle school, we wasn't really talking about that. In high school, when we got to high school, then I was mm-hmm. kind of. It was kind of a thing. All although we, you know, the the dark skinned girls look just as good or even better than the light skin or fair skin, whatever color you wanted to, you know, label exactly. them. They were all cute or fine or whatever the case may be. I think once we got to the college years, that's when it started to like go crazy. And I and I think because like yo, it's a, it's a lot of idiots that we hung around, and you put a microphone in or you put a phone in front of them, they gonna say something stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess my answer for that is black men, including myself, see brown skin, dark skin as dominance, and we like perpetually feel as though like we are supposed to be the dominant one. So they go with, Oh, you know, my wife is light skin. My wife is white. My wife is this and that. And honestly, even to my fault, like I feel as though like I feel in my relationship, I'm the dominant one because, you know, not just because of the skin tone, it's just more so that's just how I feel because I know what I see. But when I see shows paint that picture, like even like, you know, Queen of Slim was like the first like movie that I've seen where, both the man and the woman were of equal skin tone and you could tell like there was no higher power, no higher dominance there. So when you see now, it's like, okay, like, damn, like, hey, we got to, we got to, we got to give a shout out to belly. Oh, <laughs> shout out. Shout out. She was definitely chocolate. Yeah. But, that, but that's the thing. Like, you know, we've grown up missing that in TV shows and movies. Like, I think honestly, I'm trying to think of what, was a who was a woman in a movie other than Belly? Where it was like this, just beautiful, like chocolate woman that you know established dom, you know, dominance, and also just had a feminine side. And I feel like a lot of men, both black, white, green, or gray, like any color, feels as though like that's not the case. Yeah. That's why you see me along in so many movies. You see Kerry Washington because they're I won't say the safer version but it's more so it's like you don't see that often if that makes any sense right and then that spills into the community like that's they're mm-hmm. putting out an image and if you keep replaying and re-showing this image then sooner or later is going to be the norm for people to believe in and that's and that's not the case and that's wrong like now they're getting it kind of correct because we're starting to see mm-hmm. just different flavors all across the board you know what I mean and that's how it should be I never, I never believed in it. I never believed that we yeah. was, we should have been separated by our shades of blackness. That's the most ignorant thing that has ever been created because it doesn't matter about, it doesn't matter how dark you are or how light you are. Is and I know it sounds so cliche or whatever, but it's like yeah, actually yeah. the inside of the person, like it's the personality. And I mean, but when you go to the outside, of course, whatever you like, whatever you're attracted mm-hmm. to, that's what you're attracted to. I just yeah. don't like people that lie about it. Yeah. If you see, if you see a a super light skinned girl and you're attracted to her, that's what you're attracted to. If you see a fair skinned girl and you like talking to her, or a dark skinned male or whatever. And it, and the crazy part is, the women love dark skinned men. Like it's it's almost mm-hmm. flipped to where the the men will sit up there and 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 
drool over the the light skin or the fair skin skin women. When on the flip side, the white and all of the black women will sit up there and drool and compliment all the dark skin men, the men who look yeah. who look like they go out there and just build bricks with their hands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And absorb the sun better than anybody else. Yeah, I, I'll give you a funny story. So, you know, my wife and I, we went out to dinner. This was back when we could actually go outside, right? So we're at dinner and we see a, another interracial couple and it was, you know, a guy, just a normal like guy, just like myself. And he had him like the supermodel white chick where she was, you know, she's like 6'2". She came to just a regular ass restaurant with like the short skimpy dress on, the high heels, the hair. She flipping the shit back and stuff like that. And it was so funny because my wife and I are sitting next to a black couple, black man, black woman. And the man and the wife, they both were given side eyes and stares, not to us, but to them. Because I guess what she had said to us at the restaurant was black women really don't care about that shit. You, you can come in here with you can come in here with the Pope if you wanted to. And it's all in how you present it. But if you are out here flaunting her, or regardless, black or white, if you're just flaunting them like they're the greatest fucking thing on earth, yes, you're going to get those side eyes. People are going to stare at you because you obviously want to be seen. But I've never personally seen a black woman go and go out of their way to say, you know what? I'm jealous of that white woman. Or why does she have that man? Trust me, they don't want them. They're like, hey, have fun with that shit. There's, there's plenty of them out here. So it, it just really throws me because, you know, black women are like the only race and gender that don't have a particular image. Uh, you can have Carrie Hilson, you can have Carrie Washington, and they're different, but they're like, you just know that they are black women. However, you can put Reese Weatherspoon and Jennifer Aniston, you know, side by side, and you'd be like, well, that just seems like it's the same. Or you could have, you know, um, Ryan Felipe and um, what's, what's the guy, um, Brad Pitt. Like, they all fit in, like, one type of bubble. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 just, it's just really weird because black women get a lot of, like, they get a lot of shit for stuff that they didn't start or things that they didn't even comment on. So I, I guess I'm just tying it all in because I'm still kind of really frustrated by that video. But, like, uh, it, it just, it, it's really maddening to know that. The, the kid said the chick was ghetto. Damn. Do you have a solution? In, clo in closing, we did, we brought up some key points. We brought up some experiences. We brought up the past. And we need to close it out with a solution. And, and it probably it's probably more than just one, but we need at least one solid solution to to, to, try, to at least try to break that narrative. Okay, so I'm, I'm all about multiple choice. So A, you just... Drop them off in the ghetto that they consider the ghetto. Mm. So that, just that. So that's A. B, they actually are attracted to that girl that's ghetto, but their friends and their peers are telling them, that's not what you want. You want these white girls because this, you know, she's nasty or she does this or something like that. That's B. Number C, they can't speak for themselves. So they just honestly, they don't have a voice. So it's, it's like when you were like eight years old and you had a crush on that girl, but you didn't know you actually liked girls. So what you did was you pushed them and you talked crap about them. Yo, yeah, he used to hit me it. in my back and I did not understand it. Yeah. 
man, oh my goodness. Like th- there was a girl, Heather, that pushed me down the slide. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like you, you don't know these things, but you also can't be taught these things. These are life lessons that you can only learn from the experience. So, you know, just watching that video, they don't have the experience, but they feel like they have the knowledge. So these kids just have to understand, like, you have to respect who you are first because that's what you go home to. Imagine putting out that video and not realizing it's going viral. And then your black mom comes to you and says, hey, was this you? My coworker showed me this video that looked like you saying that white women do this better and black women are ghetto. Mm. You, you got you to gotta think about the audience that is going to perceive what you say. You also have to think about where that's going to affect your life, not today, but tomorrow. And that video just gave me all types of like, just like bad vibes. And you don't, you don't want that. You, you know, you have a son and he would never do that. Why? Because he knows better. But there are certain kids who just don't know better, which leads me into like D, which is all the above. It can always be both. Or it can always just be a conglomerate of everything. These kids just don't know any better and they just act on impulse. They say what they want because there's never any consequence. If there was a consequence, they need a black pen pal. They need to be able to sit across from a black woman and just say, hey, you know, I think that black women are ghetto. And then when they find out that that same black girl they call was ghetto, hey, my father is actually the principal of this school. Or, hey, you know, I live directly across the street from you and you've never spoken to me because you keep telling people that I'm ghetto. It's always that situation. It just really hurts to know that this is the generation that's coming behind us. And I know I sound like an old man, but they, like you think you think the, you think they you think they feel like the Kardashians is ghetto? No, no, here's the thing. They don't think the Kardashians are ghetto. They think the Kardashians are what's supposed to be the ideal woman. And to be fair, us men think or thought that because trust we all have uh, types but we also know what we're attracted to like I, I look at the photo i'm like oh she got the kardashian like starter kit cool like that's yep. fine but i also know how to move past that because we know that's not real but then there's some people who are our age still not these little young kids who go on that that's their type that's what they want and if you want to type that's fine but have your type and leave everybody else to fuck alone yeah. Don't go and talk about something that you don't want to experience, you haven't experienced, and more importantly, you know shit about. Mm. Mm, look at Greggy dropping in bars. <laughs> Greggy, let them know where they can find you at before you piss them off. Oh, man. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry. So, um, basically, you can follow me at Young Black Pod. Um, you can also just follow me on Twitter at Al Sharp Tongue. I'm that guy, of course. And then on Instagram, please don't follow me because I will not accept you. I promise you. I promise you it's not happening. You going to drop them shows? Let's not act like you ain't got 50 million shows. Okay, okay. So basically, we have Young Black and Bother. We did have Good, Bad, and Unavailable. We're revamping that right now. We do have media maintenance that's coming out next week. So that's week. still there. So, it's not you did have it. It's that you're under construction right now, right? Yeah, we, 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 we're under construction. We're working some things out. We're getting some, you know, things up. I will say this, though. If the Lakers close out on Sunday, I will have a show on Monday morning. Mm, that's what I, I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Okay. And I got to be a part of that, too. Yeah, you, you got to. Because if Miami goes to the finals and I have to hear about LeBron and if he's better on the LA Lakers or if he should go to the Miami Heat with Jimmy, we're going to have to have a talk. I don't know. Who's saying that? 
they're talking about it already. Stop, but who, be, stop that, being around another, those type of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, my friend. Stop being I'm around those to. type of people. That's, that's, that's ignorant talk. And tell them I said that. And they can come on open run with yeah. BTG if they want to. <laughs> if they want to I hear that. That's, that's just ignorant, ignorant talk. The only storyline there is that Jimmy Butler actually carried his team to the finals and that Bron is playing against his former team. That's it. There's not, there's not much of a storyline there. Now, I can watch Boston lose early or I can definitely watch Boston lose to us. Either or is fine to me, but there's a better storyline there uh, for both franchises, I will say. Um, but like I said, I don't care to see uh, the Boston in the finals anyway because if they end up losing to Miami, I'm going to start laughing. That's us getting yeah. closer to number 17 while they sit there and sit at 17. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, all it does is just means y'all tied. So there's that. Yeah, we'll um, be back next year, though. We know who's not going to yeah, be back but, there. Clippers. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy, boy. I, I, do, do you want you want, you want want to touch on that for a second? Just, just I, like I, a, look, a brief second. Uh, I, I, okay, let's touch on it. Just just a small bit because I didn't want I didn't want to bully them like that. You know, they've been getting okay. dragged through social media and through the, you know, just the media on TV. They've been getting dragged for the past two, three weeks, and it's just been really, you know... It's been looking yeah. bad. You know, they've been getting dragged every, like, during the middle of the comeback uh, by the Nuggets. Yeah. So I don't yeah. want to do them like that because they don't have nothing. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. I didn't want to drag them. I just, I just wanted to ask you how you would feel knowing that y'all went and y'all lost to da- uh Not Dallas. Uh, You lost to Denver, right? Uh-huh. And PG-13, playoff P, gives y'all a pep talk after not showing up in the series. Well, that's not y'all. Well, well, not y'all. <laughs> that y'all. I don't. I that. I'm not a part of that organization. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. No, no. I'm just saying. But I will say. Team, but I will say this. I will say this. PG13 has been getting a lot of heat because of his performances in the playoffs. And I will say this. He has the skill set to be. He has the skill set to be a number one and a number two option. He doesn't have mm-hmm. the mindset to be a number one or number two option. And that's just a fan that didn't make it to college to play college ball or the pros. So he doesn't mm-hmm. care about my opinion. But at the same time, watching Kobe, the Kobe Bryants, the Michael Jordans, and and the other superstars that has, you know, the, even the Olajuwans and the Shaqs, et cetera, et cetera, watching these players actually help carry a team or carry the team by themselves at one point, we've seen the mindset. I've seen Derrick Rose carry them bum-ass bulls all the way to uh, Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Before his tire was blown out and ended his career, you know what I'm saying? He was one of the top guards in the league. It wasn't, not, not even top guards, one of the top players in the league or whatever. And he just had that, ki- that killer instinct mindset, and he had a different type of leadership. You know what I mean? They, don't, they, they clearly don't have that. When it comes from PG thirteen, I thought he would have still panned out well if he would have came to the Lakers and played under Bron. Not that mm-hmm. I was looking for his leadership then, but I was looking for him to be tutored under Bron. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a there's a lot of pressure playing for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. It's a lot of pressure because these, especially MJ and Kobe, because they cut from the same cloth, they go out there and they will bark at you and they will show you how to get it done. Whereas LeBron mm-hmm. would bark at you and try to get you involved to play as good as him or even better. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So even though there's different type of leadership, the leadership is powerful. They didn't have that over yeah. the Clippers. 
Kawhi probably only said seven words the whole goddamn season. Man, what? <laughs> but his leadership is different. It just wasn't. It wasn't good for that particular roster and that particular uh, second star in PG thirteen. You got to do more yeah. than that. What what they did in Toronto was something special. But as we can see, that team was special, more special than the Clippers because they got further. I mean, well, they didn't get further, but they got far further than what we thought. Uh, this season than what we thought they would have, you know, what they would have done. We, I didn't even think they was going to make the playoffs. But then yeah. again, it is the East. But at the same time, yeah. it's, it's Toronto. They lost Kawhi. And we didn't think that they were going to end up being the same type of team. They almost they almost got to the Eastern Conference Finals again. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. I mean, I look, PG-13 is still uh, serviceable. He's still serviceable, uh-huh. and he's still he's still a good player. Is just he just got to work on his his mental game. That's it. That's it. And probably just get back up in the gym and sharpen up his skills a little bit. But he's a he's a dope player though. And when he's hot, man, that's that's a problem right there. So so basically, what you're telling me is next year you are in fear of the Lakers losing to the Clippers because they would have had their shit together. No, what I'm saying is them bum ass <laughs> niggas ain't gonna do nothing again. <laughs> But I respect I respect a lot of those players. I respect all of those players on that team. All of those players have a skill set uh that they you know they if you play if you play 2K, you know about the Hall of Fame badge. All of them cats got a mm-hmm. Hall of Fame badge in a certain, you know, in a certain category. You know what I'm saying? It's just that PG13 didn't know how to use this Hall of Fame badge. So basically, in closing, you you are saying that the Lakers did right by not getting PG-13? Um, well, in, in retrospect, yes. We got, we, we was, we did a better job at going after AD, uh, we, but you got to remember, we tried to go after both Kawhi and PG-13 separately. Mm-hmm. So, I see where the mindset was, but the main piece was Bron. Even though Bron can hog the ball and he, and we going into open run, y'all, I know, I know, but it, it's, it's the fact that he has the leadership. You know, he may not get, he may not make his players better afterwards, if that's the thing. They said the same thing about Kobe and maybe even MJ, that they didn't make their players better after they left. But right there in the moment, he gets his players up and running. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it was. And I feel like under the right guidance, the right coach or maybe the right superstar will get you in line. And he just didn't have okay. that over there with the Clippers. And quite quite frankly, I don't care because they're the Clippers. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. I respect yeah. their game. I respect their game. I will say that. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to pick on them like everybody else because everybody else actually picked them to win the championship this year. So the backpedaling is pretty not, ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's pretty yeah, ugly. It, it's... Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that, and along well, with along with the Bucks too. You know, they they picked the Bucks to play the Clippers in the championship. It's real ugly that now all of a sudden they didn't have this and they didn't have that. They got the answers now. They had the answers mm-hmm. back then, but now the answers changed. You know, that, that's just how it is, though. The media does a lot. So, with 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 that being said, this is my last NBA question for you ahead of next season because you know next season's in January and all that. Giannis comes to LA. Nah, I heard he's going to Golden State. Well, that, okay, so say he goes to Golden State. I was going to say he was going to go to the Clippers. I feel like they got enough room for that. Okay, but, well, either or, I'm, either or, I'm fine with like if, if the Clippers is going to load up, they got to do what they got to do. 
I, I'm pretty sure yeah. I, I, I've said before that I don't think I'll live long enough to see a Clippers championship. And by the grace of God, I make it to my 80s, late 90s, hopefully. <laughs> but, bro, they need one. You know what I'm saying? It'd be good for the city overall. And I can honestly tell you, out of my 37, 37 years of being in Los Angeles, I've never really fully met a real Clippers fan. Um, mm -hmm. In person, that is. And I've been to Clipper games because they were so cheap. Um, but I've never really <laughs> met, like, I've never, like, kicked in and like, oh, yo, I've been a Clipper fan for... You know, since Brent Berry and, you know, like, no, I've never met them before. Honestly, mm. they're more like the Rams. They're like they're more like the Rams fans. Like the Rams have new fans and they have OG fans. Mm. And so that's why we kind of like don't really respect a franchise because a lot of cats who got frustrated with the Clippers back in the 90s came over to be Lakers fans or Chicago Bulls fans. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so shout out to Chicago Bulls fans. You know, some of y'all fan bases is, you know, they was born <laughs> Clipper fans. Yeah. They probably don't know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah they, they don't. They, they don't remember the, you know, they just the Sega they just, they just For some so. reason, they just didn't like the Lakers. And I know some of them, I know, I know there's a generation that says, well, I was a Shaq fan and what Kobe did. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't hear that voice. There are there are a lot of those, and they started springing up around when. And what, then there's, two, there's uh, a lot of cats that did you know that wasn't Laker fans because like the Lakers has been popping since the '80s, and so mm -hmm. you know cats that's a little bit older than me that was in high school while I was in middle school was like, yo, I don't care to to go with the the mass. I want to pick. I want to pick something different. At the time, Jordan was hot. You know what I mean? And there was no other teams out there. You know, the Knicks was cool. But, you know, a lot of West Coast cats either rock with the Lakers, the Bulls, and, and that's pretty much about it. You know what I'm saying? The, the Bay yep. Area is the Bay Area. Them niggas stick with the Bay Area split between the Lakers and Golden State. And Golden mm. State only got, they got their OG fans. You know what I'm saying? And before, mm. before Curry got there, but these new Golden State fans are probably the same age as my son. Wow. Wow. That's a fact. No, either way, I guess, I guess like I have to say that I appreciate you not only being my friend, inviting me on the show, but being the pod daughter to Skylar. So I really oh, appreciate yeah, that. Yes, 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 yes. Let's talk about that. I mean, like that's just, yeah. that's just a blessing. You know what I'm saying? I love kids, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, there there will always be a home here. Now it'd be yeah. it'd be in Southern California, you know what I mean. So there would definitely be a relocation, but there will always be a home here, and there will always be room. Yeah, well, you you know, I would say the same thing, but I know you. If it doesn't have a pool, you ain't coming to yeah, it. If it. So if, if, if there's not a pool, then nah, I can't do it. Can't do it, bro. Yeah, we're going swimming this weekend. So I got to got to touch that water. Well, you let me know how it goes, man. Again, thank you so much, man. I, I, I've learned a lot. I've talked a lot. This, this is great. I got to come back again. Uh, of course you will come back. Of course you're going to come back. But I'm probably going to be back on your show before you be back on mine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we, I, I don't want to tell you the topic, but I, I'll talk to you about that after. So Okay. Well, we're about to end it right here and get, it, and get into the meat and potatoes of that. So, y'all, this is BTG for President, uh, my boy Greggy. You know what I'm saying? Over there in Chocolate City. The message here today is that we love all shades. You know what I mean? And and and, and then for the ladies that feel like, you know, the dark-skinned ladies are not getting love, we never forgot the scripture, ladies. The darker the berry. 
the sweeter the juice. And we out.